Good evening and welcome to a new episode of the Morning Star Journal. I say evening, but it's actually afternoon and this is a, uh, <laughs> it has kind of been a while since I've put out an episode. I apologize about that, but there's been a lot of things going on and um, just, uh, just craziness happening on one end or the other and it's funny, I was going to do the episode earlier, but I had um, a few errands in the run. Then I was thinking about doing it later, but then I kept on putting it off. And I thought, you know what? I've got to actually put out something now. Also, I just want to take some time to get a few things um, kind of out there. And maybe if I talk about them, it'll help me kind of realize where to go. So enough rambling. It's been a while, so let me reintroduce. My name is Tariq, and this is a podcast called The Morning Star Journal, where I usually take some time to talk about movies, games, TV shows, books, just about anything and everything that's on my mind, things that I've enjoyed over the years, and things that I hope to um, express to um, anyone who's listening. And also, I want to take a moment to thank all who decide to listen. It's kind of a roller coaster. I would look and I'll see um, one or two episodes have um, five or six listens. I think uh, my recent um, uh, episode with uh, on Aliens that actually included David from Car Thoughts with Dave... Um, that actually has 13 listens, and I don't know if it's just uh, maybe David uh, clicking it on it 13 times, or if there are 13 other people that um, enjoyed listening to us ramble uh, for almost two hours on the Alien Legacy, uh, but hey, um, anyone, everyone who's listening, I want to thank you. Uh, if you have any uh, thoughts, anything that you um, want to share that can help me improve this or maybe give me some topics that I can talk about or that you'd like me to go over, by all means, you can either uh, leave me a message, uh, pref- uh, preferably through Anchor, since this is where it goes through, but you can also send me a tweet at Morningstar Journal, journal spelled J-R-N-L, or you can actually email me at the Morning Star Journal, all spelled out completely. So the Morning Star Journal at gmail.com. Um, so today is more or less going to be kind of getting back into things, kind of go over where, you know, where I've been as far as, you know, getting things out and where I'm hoping to go. So this may be a short podcast uh might be a little bit long because i do tend to ramble got a little bit of blues in the background um put it down a little bit because i think i had a little bit of audio issues last time with david so i want to make sure that you can hear everything properly um so (laughs) so one of the big things that's been going on uh, it's been a situation involving my car. And since that is a long and complicated um, issue, I'll actually 
get on that later, but I'll touch on a few things. So um, recently I did a longer podcast with David as we talked about the aliens, and it actually closed our, um, or what I kind of determined our alien, uh, or alien predator terminator trilogy as um if you go back we actually um had lengthy discussions on the predator as well as terminator and i believe on terminator uh dave actually brought his dad so we had um three people actually talking about that one so by all means if you have a a whole lot of time because we spent quite a bit of time on the terminator and a bit of time on the predator and that's actually a two-part only because it was a second part because David never saw the Predator 2018. I did, and I hated it to all. I, usually, I, I I try not to say hate on a lot of things, but the Predator 2018 was such a disappointment, um, and I went on a little bit of a rant on that one. But um, you can listen to our past episodes. Plus, I also talk about a lot of different books and everything else. So, like I said, if you have some time, please listen to some of those old ones. Uh, Some of them are good. Some of them eh, could need work. But by all means, um, if you have any suggestions or anything you can uh, think that could help me out, please let me know. Um, So, like I said, normally I focus on one particular thing, whether it be a movie, um, a franchise, a certain game, or maybe even uh, music, because I did want to play a little bit, but um, I had just gotten back from my lessons a little bit uh, late last night, uh, so I haven't been able to, I had had time to get the bass back out, so... That will be um, definitely, um, I'm going to start doing that a lot more often, um, especially since I need to practice a little bit more on my um, bass lines and just kind of get into a more steady rhythm. So I'm not trying to do anything uh, wild and crazy for my playing, but I'm trying to get into at least get into like a steady rhythm so I can play kind of like a, a steady line without too much uh, interruption and keep up with the tempo. Um, so that's definitely coming. Also, I've been planning on uh, talking about uh, a certain series I've mentioned a couple of times called Into the Badlands. I wanted to wait till I um, got a chance to watch the last season again because it's uh, f- the complete series is basically done. Um, even though this the series does leave on a kind of cliffhanger um it does close out a lot of things and it's kind of one of those it's done unless like by some miracle the a combination of the showrunners can get with anyone who's willing to pick it up because it was originally on amc um and like i said unfortunately they got they were canceled in their last season um so it may be one of those things, maybe it's best left done, uh, especially since they introduced something really game-changing in the last episode, if they were going to continue, which kind of makes me wonder where, if they were going to continue, was this like their plan, or did they did, did they leave it on that kind of note um, because they knew there wasn't going to be an episode, or was that a precursor of things to come? Uh, who knows? Um... But kind of going back on 
uh, um, TV, there was some news, and this is kind of old, so like I said, I haven't been able to get the episodes out um, as weekly as I wanted to, but hopefully I can start getting back on track again. So I think it was like about a week or a couple weeks ago, it was announced that um, the Game of Thrones, there was some announcements on the Game of Thrones prequels, um, as well as the creators, Dibby, uh, uh, D.B. Benioff and Weiss, I believe. I think I got those names mixed up. So let's kind of go back. So the original announcement that came out was that the... The creators, Benioff and Weiss, who, not the creators, sorry, the showrunners for uh, Game of Thrones. Now, originally, they had um, they had signed a deal with uh, Disney to eventually do a Star Wars. It was, pre- it was presumed to be a Star Wars trilogy. So, um, but no one knew exactly when in the Star Wars chronology that this would happen, but it was well known for a while, like they made a, like a Disney made announcement that they were kind of on board to make this Star Wars trilogy. Well, a couple weeks back, it turned out that they actually got a different offer from Netflix, which was a extremely lucrative, it was like a, something like a six or seven figure deal, something insane. Um, but it was a major uh, 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 deal, and now they're going to be going on um, Netflix, and it's unknown what the exact property is, just that they're going to be creating content for Netflix, which means that they've actually dropped from Star Wars, which some people, let's just say the last season didn't quite hold up to... Uh, the previous seasons, and there's a lot of different reasons. I think I may have talked about it before, and that might be something completely separate that I'll go into. But anyway, um, bottom line is, when that news came out, some other news came out as well, saying that they had originally um, made a pilot for a new Game of Thrones prequel series. Uh, one of them was codenamed The Long Night, which if you watch Game of Thrones, if you know it, The Long Night refers to, um, in the Game of Thrones universe, um, when their seasons last very odd. And winter, when, when winter sets in, is basically like there's like long periods of night. Like so long that... Um, I think in the show it says like people have been have been born and died while it was still night. So the long night talks about one of these extended night seasons. But not only was it an extended season, but also it was um, when the White Walkers and um, all those ghouls that like, came out at night and when. Um, most of Westeros was, you know, under attack by these things. And the Long Night was going, from what I assume, was going to deal with this and maybe even the more mythology into the White Walkers and things like that. Well, unfortunately, well, fortunately, they, well, unfortunately, fortunately, well, let me say this, they made a pilot, but unfortunately it turns out that for whatever reason, they didn't go with the pilot. They decided to cancel the entire idea. 
But here's the weird thing that I find is weird. On the same time they announced it that, maybe it was like a few hours, maybe it was the next day, they announced that there's a, there was going to be another prequel series and called um, House of the Dragons. And that one's actually pushed to a full season. Now, that, and House of the Dragons will supposedly take place 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones as we know it. Um, now, here's, where, here's my opinion on this whole thing. The last season, last few seasons of Game of Thrones was... Yeah, some some would argue were pretty good. Some argue not as good as the original. But I think the bottom line is that the creator, George R. R. Martin, who created Game of Thrones and all the novels that uh, the series came from, had only written up to the fifth novel. But he did have meetings with um, Weiss and Benioff to tell them pretty much like outlines of, okay, well, here's my books, but here's where... The show in, and supposedly, and I don't, I don't know the confirmation of all that they told him, but it seems like you know he told them pretty much where certain characters and arcs and things like that were gonna lead to and go in. But the downside is there was no books that fully outlined um, his path, so the showrunners kind of had to, um, you know, get with their own writers and create you know, the build-up to the finale. But unfortunately, I feel like they they missed the mark on a lot of things by um, doing too many jumps or kind of making assumptions and, like, really taking out the dialogue that helped the first couple of seasons rise to the popularity it did. Now, why am I talking about, you know, the past season when I'm talking about these prequels? Well, here's the thing. The Long Night, there's no official book that talks about The Long Night. The only times it's referred to randomly throughout the other books and also in the series, um, different characters will refer to that time and, you know, events that happen. And then also I believe there's a um, kind of like a history of a book like a history of westeros or something that does go into a little bit of more detail on it but it's not like a book is more or less like a um chronicle of overall events so there's no full book that kind of goes into it on the other end there is a book that George R. R. Martin released, not the next book, Winds of Winter, which is supposed to be the next book in the series, but one called Fire and Blood, which is which does take place 300 years in the past when I believe it was uh, Aegon, who or, uh, Aegon Targaryen, who was the uh, fir- was was one of the first set of Targaryens and his uh, sisters. When they came to Westeros originally and with their dragons and pretty much conquered most of Westeros, all of Westeros and, or sorry, most of Westeros. There were a few pockets that gave issues. If you read the book, you'll understand. But, um, that, but, uh, Fire and Blood was that story where, um, Aegon came in with his dragons and his army and conquered Westeros and built the, um, basically foundation of the Westeros that we know of in the show. 
But because there is an official book that that does Chronicle go from when he comes into about 150 years, um, there's supposed to be a second book that goes the hundred another 150 years, so it catches up with the entire series. My opinion is that HBO in general were kind of hesitant to allow, and I don't know who the showrunners is for um, The Long Night or the showrunners for this House of Dragons. They mentioned them a couple of times. I can't remember their names. They were like, I know the ones for House of Dragons were, was like a writer and uh, one of the, a uh, couple of episode directors from the Game of Thrones series. But anyway, it seems to me that HBO didn't trust these writers and directors to come up with something interesting that will grab audiences, but they would rather they use something that's already in print, in this case, Fire and Blood, and adapt that. And, you know, there's pros and cons to that, you know, kind of mentality. And like I said, that, that's purely my opinion. And, but if you think of think something different or if you have any insight, you know, that may say one way or other, by all means, let me know. But yeah, but it, it really seems like, in my opinion, they wanted to stick with something that they knew, a.k.a. a book that they can guarantee has this um, following rather than go with an idea and kind of take a gamble. That's at least how I see it, but we'll see how it goes because I believe it's going to be um, another year, year and a half. It might be a year and a half because next year, I believe we're supposed to be getting Westworld season three and they kind of want to stagger those two um, franchises because uh, Westworld is one of their really big hitters. So it really wouldn't be smart to... um, pit Westworld and Game of Thrones against each other, more smarter to separate them. That way you have people that will uh, sign in for HBO for like, you know, the uh, two, three months that Westworld's on. Then they sign up again for another two, three months from when Westworld's on. But we'll see how that goes. Um, I have actually written down a lot of things. Oh, another, uh, you know, a quick actually I'm going to go through is, like I said, normally I take time to really dive deep. When I want to review something, I'll go into a lot of aspects, like not just directors and actors, but, you know, a lot of times, like, I love the music behind it. Sometimes the production's actually pretty interesting, or the history, or if it is a franchise film, the kind of previous ones. But I want to kind of shoot a few movies that I've seen in the last... A um, couple months, I haven't really had a chance to really talk about, wasn't able to talk about any of them during uh, my uh, Aliens discussion because, you know, we were kind of talking about Aliens in that one, so I didn't want to uh, derail it too much, even though, like I said, if you listen to it, we uh, we, we go off, we go uh, off target a couple of times. Um, but here's a few movies that I saw recently, I just want to throw out my ideas on um, one of them was recently Maleficent 2, Mistress of Evil. Um, this is a sequel to, I believe it was back in 20... Ugh, 
2015, 2014, 2015, when the first Maleficent came out. Which I thought was pretty interesting because they gave a different take on it. Now, they didn't make her completely, completely evil, but they did a pretty good job showing her motivations and giving something different. Um, and I kind of had um, some hopes for Melissa too, because uh, the trailer showed a lot of you know cool ideas, um, an expansion on it. And I will give the movie credit where they really took it in a lot of different directions. I won't um, spoil it too much. It has been out for about a couple of weeks, so it probably is, um, you know, it's probably going to be coming out of theaters probably within the next, um, I'd say probably within the next month and probably by beginning of next year, it'll be on DVD or Blu-ray. But I'll say that they did introduce like a lot of different things, like more fairies similar to Maleficent. Um, they also did a pretty cool job on having, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer being this queen who doesn't like, you know, uh, the magical or fairy folk too much. And they really did a, a cool job on, um, you know, expanding Aurora's role because now Aurora is like this, uh, is the surrogate daughter to Maleficent based off of the last movie. Uh, and you know, Aurora kind of growing up and wanting to, um, you know, be more and get out of the, uh, forest area and kind of be with humans a little bit more. But my problem with Maleficent fell more towards how it ended. Now, um, it goes through, it, it actually builds up to this major arc, uh, this third act where there's like a big battle. But my problem is, is that, and I don't know if it was just because of the popularity or maybe Disney got a little gun shy on this one, but it fell through a lot of Disney tropes. Like, Michelle Pfeiffer does some very heinous acts, some evil acts, and there are several um, fairy characters that do get killed. Like, not just hurt, but actually killed. And I kind of feel like when it was time to deal punishment to the humans and even to um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, the queen, and a couple of other her subordinates who are really um, just as evil as her, they kind of went the Disney route of either not hurting them too badly or not hurting them or having them fall from an undetermined height and we just don't see them. We don't see, you know, I'm not expecting to them to go like full R, you know, like horror movie where they show broken bones or a snap neck or something, but it would have been nice. If they showed things a little bit more definitive. Um, they did in the first one where in Maleficent, you know, um, that guy who eventually becomes the king, he stole her wings which was a very, um, you know, evil act and put Millicent on the path. But at the same time, she not only got her wings back, but got her revenge by killing the guy. In this one, like, Michelle Pfeiffer and a couple of her subordinates do even worse acts, in my opinion, and they don't get nearly the punishment that the king did in the first movie so there's that and then also they they 
And I wonder if maybe the lack of the Disney ending in the first one, which is what I liked in the first movie, they had to give this one a, di- a very Disney ending. Like the di- like the Disney princess ending of getting the prince and then everyone being um, together and happy. And then you have two characters who were probably at odds who are probably going to hook up now. It's, it's just so Disney and... That's the major disappointment, of, for my opinion, of Maleficent 2. But if you have a chance, it might be worth you seeing it. Maybe you can tell me I'm wrong. And, you know, we can definitely have a discussion on it. Um, another one that I recently just saw was Terminator Dark Fate. Which will ignore all the controversies and other people talking about, you know, who's in this and what happens. But I'll say this from my own personal opinion... I thought the action was good. They attempted to take the story in another direction, which I appreciate because, you know, in the last, and you can listen to our discussion on the Terminator, they kind of tried, you know, expanding and beating this dead horse of, you know, the Savior John Connor. And it was a refreshing that they were going to take it in a new direction. But in the end, they kind of also um, came up a little shy and ended up just remaking terminator one and two and like literally there are scenes that are just like this happened exactly like in one this is exactly the situation that happened in two but the only difference now is that you changed who the character is but you're not changing what they do or how they react it's almost the exact same and there's so much they could have done it's funny, and I was looking, I was watching it, and then afterwards, I was thinking about it, and you know, I've heard all the good and bad on the reviews, and I would, it, my personal opinion is, I would almost keep every action beat, all the characters, I would keep the exact same, even the surprise beginning, um, I would keep that situation, but a few things is that I would have put that scene later because I think it makes. I think it's more impactful to have it later and that shock value in the beginning hurts the movie more than helps, especially on how they wanted to introduce Arnold. And there's no spoiler in there because they put him on the freaking trailer. But, you know, the way that they they introduced the Terminator, it was more or less like a surprise. Like, there's a lot of movies that when you go back and you really look at it, there's elements that even though you saw them in tra- you saw certain things in trailers, the movie meant to have it as a surprise. And um, I always go back to one of them, um, Phantom Menace, when Darth Maul pulls out his lightsaber during the uh, final fight with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and he actually shows the other end. I think that was not meant to be shown in trailers. I think that was going to be like the big, um, oh my God moment where <coughs> you're watching Star Wars and then you realize, you're like, oh, they're going to fight this Sith guy. Okay, cool. And then he pulls out the double lightsaber and you're just going to lose your stuff. And by all means I did, but I they showed it, they showed that scene in a trailer. So it was kind of, you know, um, wondering, you know, when he's going to pull out that double lightsaber. And, you know, when it did, it was cool and everything. But if you watch that movie again, you'll see that in the very beginning, he only used one side. And I think it was meant to be like a big 
reveal that he had to double. But anyway, you'll see, you'll see that in a lot of different movies that there's like certain things that are that you can tell in the movie with certain reveals. And Dark Fate had that where in the very beginning there's an opening scene that I think would have worked better later, especially given that how they wanted to reveal the Terminator. Also, I would change a lot of the story elements. Like, there's certain situations that they all they had to do was write something different, a little different dialogue, and I think a lot of people would have been happier because they were going. They almost were trying to take it in a new direction, but then kind of fell backwards and just did a remake of Terminator One and Two since those were the most popular ones. And again, that's kind of disappointing. And it looks like to me that Dark Fate isn't going to do too well. Which, at this point, I mean, it's kind of the same thing that happened with Predator and same thing happened with Aliens. These franchises, they had their time. They were great in the 80s and 90s. Um, They just kept falling and falling. It just seems like every director and writer that, that came on these projects just seemed to lose sight on what made the projects actually special and what made them these like real cult hits and they just you know kind of churned out these basic movies thinking oh the dynamic of having a predator or alien or terminator that will make up for me not really um putting the time and effort to make a good story and i think that's where it's hurt these franchises and maybe at this point it's good to just let them you know kind of uh, sing into like a vault and just kept on ice for the next maybe 10 or 15 years and then hopefully by then maybe somebody then will be able to kind of bring it back out and give it that fresh life that it needs so like I said Terminal Dark Fate not bad but again I think they could have there's a lot of things they could have done better with the story and maybe I'll go into that because I have a full kind of I started thinking about it, and I have this almost full idea of what they could have done differently. Like I said, I wouldn't change any of the actors, wouldn't change most of the action sequences that I say the same. It's just little story elements and little bits of dialogue that I would change here and there. I think would have made a definitely um, phenomenal movie. Um, another one that I saw that, and this one looked good, but uh, unfortunately it was very forgettable, Gemini Man. And Gemini Man was this Will Smith project that, it, you know what it really reminded me of? It reminded me of Logan. Like, it was this weird, um, because he was this secret agent, or, sorry, this, like, um, he was a government, like, a uh, hitman, um, who, of course, started asking questions when he shouldn't, like every movie protagonist. And then uh, somebody sends an assassin to kill him, and it turns out to be a younger version of him. And the cool thing they did was they de-aged Will Smith, so he played his regular self, and then his almost like, if you want to call it the Fresh Prince era, um, Will Smith. And it was really, really good. And, I mean, visually... It really looked like a younger version of him. Like, if you hold up, um, you just look up uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and pull up an old scene, it really looked like they just took that Will Smith back in the past and just brought him into present. And it it wasn't too bad. There was some, like, uh, pretty cool visuals. I got to see it in the 
um, high frame rate that they wanted and everything. And uh, there was a little bit of a weird disconnect with it, but not too bad. I thought it was a whole decent movie, but just like I said, just very forgettable. Um, and then another one I want to talk about real quick. And I saw this one. I thought it was pretty good. It was The Joker. Now, granted, I was really going to ignore this one. I didn't care for it. But there was so much controversy and stuff about it from the backgrounds. Heard a lot of people liked it. So I was like, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. Let's see how it is. And I will admit, it was pretty good. Now, I do hate that they... This almost has the Batman Begins effect of like, oh, now every movie needs to be like this. I'm like, oh, no. It's like like this director, he found, he figured out a good way to portray the Joker in a standalone film. You don't need to make every villain film like this one. If you do decide to make another villain film, um, which, of course, you know, Luther, Lex Luthor would be one. But I would posture that if you're going to put some... Uh, uh, money behind it, Sinestro would actually be a pretty good one. And um, for those of you who might not know, Sinestro was a Green Lantern, just like um, Hal Jordan in Justice League. And But he was one that <clears throat> eventually felt that the Green Lanterns weren't going far enough in policing the universe and eventually acquired the Yellow Ring, which is called the uh, Fear Ring, or um, in some comics the Sinestro core since he actually creates the entire core himself and he uses like yellow constructs out of fear and I think that would be a really cool story to kind of tell be like this kind of um, evil training day style uh, movie but you know who knows but again um, Joker wasn't bad but here's the thing that got me upset on the Joker is in the end they had to throw in the cliche Batman origin scene if you know Batman you know exactly what I'm talking about movie's been out for a while it's almost made a billion dollars so at this point you know what I'll just say it because um, if, if you've you've seen it by now or it's got his it's made its money back um, a thousand times over at this point so, in the end, there's a whole riot that starts, and you see the progression of the riot throughout the, sh throughout the movie. You see its, um, you kind of see its growth, I should say. And then it's um, fully detonated by um, the Joker's axe on certain points. Uh, but also, like, there's also points where the riot was kind of growing on its own, too. But in the midst of the chaos, they had to show the Waynes running out of a theater. And then somebody notices who it is. And throughout the movie, there's been this big um, media um, kind of backlash against Thomas Wayne. Because he mentioned that he mentions that a lot of the uh, citizens, denizens of the uh, Gotham, um, just aren't helping themselves, basically. And... Um, the only reason they're living in this kind of uh, squalor is their own doing. And I think he even refers to them as clowns, which, of course, upsets a lot of people. But 
when that happens, of course, this um, when he's running out of the theater, he's noticed by this guy in a mask. <coughs> Sorry about that. They um, follow him, and eventually they shoot him, shoot Martha, <coughs> and leave Bruce alone in the alley. And I'm like, you couldn't just... Uh, you, you did such a good job of showing the Joker, having the Waynes kind of as this kind of background feature. You, you focused on the Joker, but then you had to show this scene in its entirety. It's like, you could have just kind of left that alone... We could have just had them, in in my opinion, I wish they would have just had them run out of the theater and then have this guy in a cloak follow him. And then in the next scene, have the guy running and Bruce is on the ground. That's it. You know, you, you, even that I think is a little bit too much and obvious. But at the very least, it's like, I don't have to see the scene again. It's like a weird, you know, and, and that one is funny. It brought me up that like, it must be a weird mandate. That if you're going to have a movie with Batman, even auxiliary, you have to show the Wayne murders. I mean, heck, even Spider-Man, they stopped showing the Uncle Ben death at least. So it's like, you can not show certain like aspects. It's not that it's violent or anything. It's kind of like, we know. We get it. Like, there are certain characters that we just know their origins. Batman, Spider-Man, Superman. And there's a few others that people just know these origins that we don't need to see it. You could say it off screen. You can say it and, you know, we know it happened off screen. And you don't need to show it. We can uh, spend more time doing something else or showing something else. But, yeah, that was the one thing that, like... This was a really good movie, but, you know, you had to show that scene. I was like, ugh, whatever. But anyway, but uh, but in the end, I think Joker was a pretty good movie, so it's worth watching. So that's the major, you know, the minor movies. So like I said, I'm not going to really go into detail on those movies too much. Or maybe I will way later on. But since I'm not really going to now, I just want to give you my um, kind of brief... Uh, reflections on those so before we close out let me tell you what's happening with at least my car that's got me um very i don't know what to call it upset worried got figuring out things what have you so for a while now my car's had the check engine light on and sometimes it will actually kind of go out it'll give me enough time to Uh, get inspected and uh, get my registration kind of fixed and stuff like that. But recently, it just kept on going on. So since it it came on for so long, it was getting to the near end of the month, I was like, okay, I have to just try it. I have to just see maybe what happens. Unfortunately, it failed. And when I took it into the shop, they informed me of what it's going to need to fix it. And the cost to fix it is going to be, well, I don't want to give an exact amount, but let's just say it's a lot more than I currently have. Excuse me. Now, I could put a lot of this on uh, different cards to pay for it and everything, but this has been a kind of a ongoing issue where I keep having to get these 
um, approve, um, upgrades and repairs done. And it gets harder and harder because my car is older. Uh, excuse me for a moment. <clears throat> talking so much I need some water. So we're going to move a little bit. Hopefully you'll be able to catch all this and my moving around won't be uh, too distracting. But anyway, the main short of it is that because it's going to cost so much to get repaired, it's kind of put into the idea that, you know, maybe I need to just get a new car, just get something different. And I've been thinking about it for a long time, especially since like, you know, it's because it's it's becoming harder and harder to find either parts or just one thing or another is breaking down. You know, it's like maybe getting something different would be best. So I did the unthinkable today, actually went out to a dealership to get some pricing and, you know, a little bit on, you know, getting a new car and, well... I think I may have found something decent, but the tough thing is, is that this puts me back on a payment plan for a car, and it's been one of those things that I haven't had to worry about in so long, it's been real nice not having to have to pay anything um, other than just, you know, gas and uh, few oil changes here and there. Excuse me for a moment. (sighs) Yeah, I had to drink a little bit. Sorry. It's a little bit of water there. But, so, I went this morning and I think I found the car that I want to get. I like it a lot, or at least, um... It seems like, you know, it seems my style, um, just around my price range, I might see if I can't negotiate to go down a little bit more um, to help things out. I'm going to start going through some figures, but I'm really just debating and I didn't want to sell my car yet, so I'm not trading it in um, because I think it, it deserves better than just to be traded in as some extra but I'm really just kind of wondering you know this is the best plan should I go through with it it's real tough Um, but I don't want to be I don't want to get pulled over and kind of caught with you know um, expired tags also on the flip side I don't want to have any kind of accident where I'm left off the side of the road or something. Um, I've been pretty lucky with how things are running, but the problem is is that a couple days ago, it started overheating, or at least the temperature gauge started fluctuating a whole lot more, and I started seeing smoke coming from the hood. Now, it's been increasingly cold, so I don't know if that's just a combination of 
hey, it's always been that kind of hot, but because of the cold, you see, you know, I can see the smoke, I can see the steam and everything coming off a little bit more because it doesn't happen for long. It's only very short. So it's not like it's constantly, you know, smoking when I'm driving back and forth from work, but it is doing it enough for me to be concerned. I may still go ahead and do it and go ahead and get the car, but it's just been one of those things that's really on my mind and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm dreading, but at the same time, I get that it's it's time. I mean, I've had, I've had my car for over 10 years now. It's been great, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things that it'd be a different story if it was a car that can easily be repaired or, you know, parts were easy to find, but... It gets to a point now where parts are just coming increasingly harder and harder to get. And maybe it's just time to go with something different. I don't know. But that's where I am. And we'll kind of see next week. Because, like I said, I'm I'm really wanting to get this done as soon as possible. So, you know, maybe by my next podcast you'll hear something different. Um, be sure to kind of catch my Instagram cause I'll probably post a few things. If it does turn out, I will be getting a new car. Um, I'll probably post it on there on what I got. So that is gonna be it for now. So I want to kind of take a moment to say, um, you know, I appreciate anyone and everyone that has decided to listen to me ramble on about one thing or another. Um, like I said, I've been trying to get a little bit more consistent, and I definitely will. Um, this has just been one of those crazy times that I haven't been able to kind of put in the time that I really want to dedicate to an episode. And that's the main thing is anytime I do an episode on a certain topic, I really want to take the time and energy to dedicate it. If I'm not feeling it, I don't want to give anything half-hearted. So I hope, um, you know, anyone listens, understands. And by all means, like I said earlier, if you have any kind of comments you want to give me, any kind of, um, you know, suggestions that I can make things better or, you know, topics that you want me to talk about, by all means, just let me know. I welcome any and all feedback. So thank you all or, you know, whomever decides to listen to this. And I hope to catch you again, hopefully in just a week rather than another month or so. But we'll see. Um you know, be good and just appreciate every, and I would say just appreciate everything around you. There's, you know, there's magic and there's like cool stuff all around. You just have to kind of be open to it. And even if it's not what you think it is, you know, you could always make it better, you know, whether you uh, make it better in your own mind or maybe even create something that it, maybe it inspires you to create something new, you know, go ahead and be creative, be new, just appreciate everything around you and just have fun with it. Uh, again, I hope everyone has a great week and I'll talk to y'all later. Peace.